Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, it's a weird concept to think about Bill Belichick not being in New England, but it's a reality that we actually may be forced to cope with. Rumor has it he could be on his way out, and there's also a rumor that he knows exactly where he's going to go already. We're going to get into that and so much more. Outkick the Morning starts right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to it. Outkick the Morning is starting right this second with me, Charlie Arnold. It's Thursday. Congratulations, we are getting there. The weekend, this much closer. Uh, But let's talk about the past two decades in the NFL as it pertains to New England. Bill Belichick, as we know, one half of the NFL's biggest power couple, he and Tom Brady, unstoppable together. They created a dynasty in 20 seasons. They won 17 division titles, six Super Bowls. No other coach and quarterback have ever had that kind of success. But then there was the unfortunate breakup. Tom Brady leaving New England in 2024, sunnier pastures, and you know what they say, the grass isn't always greener, but in this case, it actually was for Brady. He won a Super Bowl his first year with Tampa Bay, but as for Bill Belichick, he started off on a very rough path that would last for years. Since 2020, the Patriots have only finished over 500 in one season. His record overall without Brady, 82 and 98. Just for reference, with Brady, it was 249 and 75. This season, the Patriots, an abysmal two and eight. And for weeks now, despite Belichick reportedly signing a multi-year extension in the offseason, there have been rumors about Belichick's future in New England. Is he cut out to remain both GM and coach of the team? Could he be on his way out of the Patriots organization entirely, whether by force or on his own accord? Well, now we seem to be one step closer to getting some real answers, because on Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show, Pat brought up a report from the Athletics' Diana Rossini that said the Pats and Bill Belichick are preparing to go their separate ways, and it would be mutual. And that is when Dan Orlovsky chimed in. He said, quote, I have heard that's going to be the case. Who knows the likelihood of it? But I've heard it's going to happen, and I've heard the location is already kind of determined as well. Location determined? What? Uh, That is a twist I did not expect to hear. Uh, So the question is, if he is leaving, and this is more of a fact than just a rumor at this point, where should he go? So to help answer that question, let's bring in OutKick writer Zach Dean. Hello, Zach. Good morning to you. How you doing? Charlie, how are you? It's very early on the in, in Nashville, I hear. It's only it's eight o'clock here in Florida, though, so we're rocking and rolling. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're on the East Coast. So we we were an, we're an hour past what you're dealing with right now, but I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that you're up. I hope you're awake because I want to get into this conversation right now. Bill Belichick seems to be on the outs with New England. Apparently, it's mutual if it does in fact happen. So I ask you, if his time in New England is done. There apparently is is already a set location, but but let's just hypothesize 
and uh, talk about what the best landing spot for him would be. What would you say? So it's, it's wild that we're having this conversation. I mean, I've been a Dolphins fan for 20 years, so I grew up in the Belichick-Brady era and, um, you know, miserable for, for, for 20 years, you know, minus the last two years. So you never really thought that it would come to this, but every you know, everything comes to an end, I guess, in, in business and sports and everything. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I was thinking about it, you know, yesterday because the reports are starting to come out now that he might be going somewhere. To me, and, and I think I've seen this rumored around, I think the most logical places out west with the Los Angeles Chargers, personally. Um, the Chargers are an organization and a franchise that's sort of been in flux for years now. They have a great quarterback with Justin Herbert. They're on the West Coast, which a lot of people know mm -hmm. that Bill loves. Um, and I think they have a coach that's probably going to get fired at the end of this year, Brandon Staley. There's been rumors about him being fired for a couple seasons now because that team has underperformed. They choked away the playoff game yeah. last year. Um, they're obviously not doing very well this year. Um, they're going to be a stretch to make the playoffs at all this year. And I think if that happens, then he will definitely be out. And, you know, Belichick wants to win now. He wants to catch Don Shula's record. He wants to sort of prove mm -hmm. to the world that it wasn't just Brady and he wants to be in a good situation. He doesn't want to be in a rebuild, which is what New England's probably going to be in here in a few months. So, if, if I were to guess, I, I you know, and, and again, maybe he doesn't go anywhere. Maybe he ends up staying in New England. But if I were to guess, I would say that the, the Chargers seem like the, the, the best spot for Bill Belichick moving forward if he were to leave New England. Yeah, and actually on the Pat McAfee show, which I was just referencing when I was setting up the story, someone chimed in, I think one of the producers of the show, and they said, what about the Chargers? Because same mindset as you. Uh, they know that they're looking probably to swap out their head coach at the end of the season. Uh, and they, like you said, super talented squad, uh, especially at quarterback position, which we know Bill Belichick thrives in situations like that. And Dan Orlovsky re responded, no, no, I I'm not saying anything. So he would neither confirm nor deny someone's throwing out of the Chargers name. Um, but that could be a very good guess. Uh, that would make sense to me. If he does stay in New England, though, Zach, do you think something's got to give? Because right now he holds two leadership positions. He's not just the coach. He's also the GM, which is something very rare, right? I mean, both of them very ultra important positions, but maybe hard to focus on doing your job well at one when you have the other on your plate. Do you predict that if he does stay in New England, maybe his responsibilities are just sized down a bit? I think, well, you say he's the coach and GM. He's really good at one and really, really bad at the other. Like Bill Belichick, I love him as a coach. I mean, I, again, I grew up rooting against the Patriots and being miserable against Brady and Belichick for 20 years, but I respect the hell out of Bill Belichick. I mean, I think he's... I, I I love his press conferences. I love his cocky attitude. I, I I love the fact, you know, that he was so successful for 20 years and sort of has an arrogance about him. I love everything about Bill Belichick, the coach. The GM has been terrible. Um, they have not drafted well. They have no farm system. They have no roster depth. They don't have a quarterback, which, as Bill has learned over the last three years, if you don't have that, then it's it's lights out in the NFL. Uh, so, so yeah, if, if he were to stay in new England, I think he would have to give up being a GM, which means that Robert Kraft would bring in someone to essentially be Bill's second boss along with Robert Kraft. I don't mm -hmm. think 70, whatever, something year old Bill Belichick's kind of going to vibe with that. I just, I don't see that happening. So, um, I, I, I think for the Patriots, their best case scenario for them in a perfect world would be 
you know, Belichick and Kraft agree to part ways after the offseason. They bring in Gerard Mayo, who they paid a ton of money to stay on staff last year to essentially make him the coach in waiting. And then one of these quarterbacks out of the draft falls in their lap. Um, I, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a Caleb Williams. But they're going to yeah. get that lucky to get to the number one pick or number two pick. Maybe a Drake may, maybe something like that. But that, that in my case, in, in my opinion, would be best yeah. case scenario for New England. So we'll see. But I, I don't okay. think it ends with yep. Belichick staying there and being both jobs at one time. Yep, we definitely see some shifting going around, whatever happens to take place. Uh, Okay, let's now shift to college football. Obviously, everything going on in Ann Arbor is just getting crazier and crazier by the day. Uh, The remainder of the regular season, we know Jim Harbaugh is now suspended from coaching on Saturdays at the games. But, Zach, he still can coach practices during the week, which if you ask me, if I'm a player, I'd rather have my coach present at practice, guiding me, telling me what to do when game time comes rather than be on the sidelines during the actual game, right? It's it's what you learn at practice that goes into effect during the game. So is this really even a punishment? I mean, should he be coaching practice if they're trying to take this ultra seriously and and show them that there are repercussions for his actions if, if it, the sign stealing actually did take place? Played. Football, baseball, all throughout high school and college. I was an athlete for 15 years. That was a very long time ago. Um, but I can tell you right now that the coaches, you interact with them throughout the week, like especially football. Like, you know, Jim Harbaugh, besides J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback from Michigan, and maybe once in a while on the sidelines, if he's talking to a, a position group about one thing or another, He's, he's not doing a lot of interaction with players on the sidelines on Saturday because it's just the nature of the beast. There's, it's, it's, there's so many things going on. He's got to, you know, he's got his, he's, he's doing so many things, right? So absolutely. He's doing way more during the week of practice. That's where mm-hmm. you install game plans. That's where you, you know, that that's where you devise game scripts, offensive scripts, defensive scripts, strategies, this and that. Now uh, I, I, I will say certain coaches, tend to have more an effect on on game days that's why they're great coaches like like a Nick Saban or Bill Belichick who we just talked about I think Jim Harbaugh was uh-huh. certainly certainly fall in that category um but as far as as punishment and when you're going to get the most out of your players absolutely it's during the week now is it going to matter as much during a Maryland week as it will next week during Ohio State week probably not uh because I think Michigan I, I think I could coach Michigan and they'd beat Maryland on Saturday but uh, next week, the Ohio State week, absolutely, it's a huge week, and and I'm and as much as Harbaugh would want to be there Saturday, I, I think being there during the week is just as important. Yeah, uh, and just FYI to everyone out there, uh, like you just mentioned, the likelihood of Michigan beating Maryland, very high probability, uh, and if that does take place, which it sounds like it will, this will be Michigan's one thousandth win as a football program. Uh, So huge milestone for the Wolverines. So something to savor there if you're a Michigan fan. Uh, Maybe not quite as special without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines, but a win is a win is a win, right? That's what they say. Uh, Something else that I want to talk about, and this is actually really funny, Zach, is that Kelsey, as in Travis and Jason Kelsey, their last name, is 2023's top trending dog name in America. This is per a report from Rover.com, and it says that there has been a 135% increase from last year, with the website saying the Kelsey brothers and their popular podcast has fueled this popularity. 
Now, Cats also saw an uptake in sports-adjacent names with Avalanche going up 426% after, of course, the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Gronk has gone up 218% after, of course, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, those are just a couple of the names that people are choosing to name their furry friends. Uh, what do you think about that? Are these names, I don't know if you have any pets, I don't know if you're an animal lover, would you, uh, would you fall in line with this trend or is there another sport-centric name that you would prefer? There, I'm definitely an animal lover, dog guy, not a cat guy. I think cats are the worst, I, I, truly the worst. Same, th guy, same. good thing. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have you back on the show. 100%. Actually, you know, I once got attacked by a cat once, like, during my childhood, like, <laughs> 20 years ago or whatever, and it has scarred what? me for life since then. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with cats. I'm out on them. Well, They're like, it jumped true. on you, or what happened? Yeah, no, I, I was at a friend's house and I don't know, like playing video games or something. And all of a sudden it just jumped on me and started scratching me out of nowhere. And over, I'm telling you, ever since I, I, up until about five years ago, I wouldn't even go near a cat. Like they scared the crap out of me. So I don't like that. They're creepy. Yeah, no, they're horrible. I'm, I'm, I've never been attacked by a dog. That's what I say. I, I've been attacked by one and not I the have other. been attacked by a dog. Really? It was it was a pug though. It was a, it was a, a little pug. Uh, it it was it didn't mean any harm. It I was it was when I was in um, middle school. I was laying in bed watching like morning TV with one of my friends. I slept over at her house like the night before. We were getting ready to go to school that day, and her little pug was on the bed, and it was just playing. But it came and it bit my nose, like uh, and its little tooth went into my nose, and I had a scar, and I had to get it lasered off because, come on, Zach, you think I could go on on, on TV with a with a pug bitten nose absolutely not so i had to take care of that immediately in middle school knowing that one day i was going to be right here talking to you uh on this show so i had to make sure to get that taken care of but yes i still love dogs Especially i have a dog i'm obsessed too. with her middle school yeah. ruthless like if you go to middle school with a, a hole in your nose like middle schools they're already the, the worst no yeah yeah that yeah, can't happen crucified. Um, okay, so back to our subject at hand. Uh, what about naming your pet? Was there some type of sports name that you would get on board with? No. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of one right now, but I do know that the whole Kelsey thing, like like naming your dog Kelsey or pet Kelsey, I I don't know how you feel about Travis Kelsey. I'm I'm so out on Travis Kelsey at this point that it just it, it doggles my mind how we're still doing the whole Travis Kelsey thing. I used to love Travis Kelsey. We yeah. loved Travis Kelsey. Thought he was like quintessential football guy. Loved him, like rah-rah, this and that. But I just feel like over the past eight months, we have had Travis Kelsey just shoved at us from every point of view. The whole COVID stuff, the Bud Light stuff. Now the Taylor Swift stuff. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't. I, I can't think of what I named my pet. It would a hundred percent not be Kelsey. I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan. Maybe it'd be Tua. I have like six Tua shirts in the bedroom, so I, I think maybe Tua, but definitely not Travis Kelsey. That's cute. I like that. I think if I had to use, um, I, I think I would do because I'm a Indianapolis girl. So I think I would maybe maybe Peyton because I'm a, I'm a big Peyton Manning fan, or maybe Lucky because Andrew Luck. I mean, I wish oh, he would have stuck around for away. longer because yeah. he would have been the saving grace. <laughs> but Lucky would be a cute name for like a little dog or something. Um, also, Britney Spears vibes right there, right? Remember Britney Spears' yeah. Lucky song? That was one of my favorites. Um, okay, finally, Zach, you have your weekly NFL power rankings out this morning, and for the people not familiar, you do tiers each week. And this week's tier is the, who is the McRib of the league? 
because the McRib came back to McDonald's, right? Oh, there are people who are obsessed with the McRib, by the way. Like, they wait every year for the McRib to make its return. I am a huge McDonald's fan. I love it. I'm addicted, in a sense. Never, ever, ever had the McRib. Um, so talk to me. Now, by the McRib in your power rankings, do you mean that this is the best player or the worst? Because I don't know how to uh, perceive what your idea of the McRib is, like if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's delicious. Do you remember last year that they did the whole marketing scheme in, with McDonald's was like, this is the last year of the McRib. It's the McRib's farewell tour, which is a complete BS because it's already yeah. back this year. Um, but no, I, I feel like, again, going back to my um, my brief athletic career, um, I feel like I can remember growing up like on, you know, travel ball weekends or something like that. And we'd get a McRib. It shows you how good I was at baseball. But um, we I, I it's funny. Over the weekend, I got a text from my old travel ball coach who I'm still good friends with this day. And I hadn't texted me in six months, but I think it was like Saturday or Sunday. And he texted me. He goes, the McRib's back. And, you know, just just let me know, just, you know, whatever. And um, so it came to my idea. I was looking for for categories because every week I do these tiers for for my NFL power rankings. And I said, oh, this is great. The McRib is back. Let me do a tiers of, you know, the best to the worst nostalgia food from the 90s and 2000s that either comes back once in a while or has since been dis, you know, discontinued. So the McRib is um, the, the tier one of the league this week, oh, I'm happy to say. Okay. Those top five teams in the McRib tier are, are, in my opinion, the top five teams in the NFL who can win a Super Bowl. And uh, we go from there. But yes, I am very pro McRib, and I think you need to get on. And board qu quickly rattle off those five teams. Quickly rattle Ooh. off those five teams. Okay, um, I got a uh, new number one this week is the Detroit Lions. They're my new number one this week. Okay. Um, number two, I the, the Eagles. They were number one last week. I bumped them to two. Three is the 49ers. Uh, four are the uh, Ravens, and five are the Chiefs. So. Um, I've had a lot of number ones Lovely. going back and forth the past few weeks. The Lions are the latest team in there, but um, we'll we'll see. I, I I'm I'm big Dan Campbell kneecap guy, so we'll see if they can keep it going. All right, I love it, and you have inspired me. Maybe, maybe I can't make any guarantees to maybe try the McRib. I'm a double well, cheeseburger girl, Venmo so for you, me to I will Venmo you the two fifty to buy it. Uh, oh my. Listen, I, 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 I definitely can I, can, I can probably get on board if it's being paid for, right? Because why not? Uh, I appreciate the offer, Zach. That is, that is a lovely one on this Thursday. And um, I'm excited to have finally gotten the chance to talk with you. And uh, this is our first time and hopefully the first of many. So have a wonderful day and cheers to the McRib. You too, Charlie. We'll see you at McDonald's. I love that. See you at McDonald's. Yes. Yes, you will. Uh, okay. So there is the idea of women being empowered by being on OnlyFans. There's also the idea that being a part of the MAGA crowd is a bad thing. Uh, both of these ideas I completely disagree with. So there is a man his name is J.W. Gibbons. He's from the Daily Caller. He took to the streets to ask people, would you rather have an OnlyFans model as a daughter or a MAGA son? He has a YouTube series called A Man vs. Street. So he went out. This was the latest edition of that series. He asked this question to people 
all around New York City, and I was astonished to hear what he learned. Listen to this. Like, I dated this guy, and like... He was a secret MAGA. Yeah, low-key, and I like came to discover that as time went by, and like... That is hurting women. Like that was hurting me more than if I had an OnlyFans account. How though? Like, like how did that like? Hurt Just you like more? the putting down the hatred, um, things that could be correlated with the OnlyFans. But honestly, if a girl wants to do it and she's super like strong and opinionated about it, she's probably not going to really care if people talk about her mm -hmm. in that way. But then a magazon can like be talking to someone else um, with that hatred and like putting a girl down. Um, and especially if it's like low key and like super sneaky, subtle, like subtle, yeah. you start thinking like maybe he's right and you start getting a little manipulated. And um, yeah, that can be more hurtful than any like so he's, directly. He's, he's, he was starting to get you, he started he, to get you around. He was like, not like I, I'm just glad I was like very smart and like observant. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, these patterns are here. What about MAGA daughter that has an OnlyFans? What does that do to you? Nothing. No. No. no, you don't. We're, we're getting rid of that no, one. We're, rid we're of sending that one home. Yeah, it's just, no. <laughs> and do you think people should be doing OnlyFans in general? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think it's good for society? That is their own personal opinion. I'm not one to intrude on it, but me personally, you know what? At the end of the day, you do what you have to do to make a buck. But like me personally, I wouldn't think it's the best idea in the world to have an OnlyFans account or just to keep OnlyFans up in general. Yeah. I don't know, that's just my take. Yeah, you can change your political beliefs, but you can't take that photo of your titties off the internet. Quite literally, yeah. And joining me now, the Man versus Street host, J.W. Gibbons from The Daily Caller. J.W., good morning, how you doing? Good, how are you, Charlie? I'm good. Uh your latest video that you just did, would you rather have an OnlyFans daughter or a MAGA son? I gotta say, I was shocked to hear the responses that nearly everybody said they would rather have a daughter on OnlyFans. Like, what is going on in the world today? Yeah, sometimes you make these videos and you have this idea, you go out there and you're like, we're trying, we're gonna see, hopefully it doesn't work. Hopefully people aren't gonna go out there and say the worst possible thing they could say. And this is one of those times where I really wish the video had failed because every person that went out there, every single person was like all about the money. They're all about, they don't care about their daughters. They don't care about their families. That's not something they look at. That's not what's something that normal Americans are really like people my age really care about anymore. So it was a really sad video, but also a really funny one. And I also found out uh, how some girls are a little worried about their, you know, boyfriends trying to trick them into becoming uh, MAGA kids so that was there's a variety of stuff that went into it but sometimes you can't uh, you can't help people well it just floors me that there are men out there who would literally be okay with their daughter getting naked on the internet and creating pornography like as a man that should be your biggest nightmare i mean that's something that if that happens you have literally failed your job as a father. So to hear them say this, it's, it's just, it just shows, unfortunately, the mindset of our men these days and how weak the male species has gotten. Yeah, it's all, I think it's all mind control. It's all people have been completely brainwashed, especially these are college kids I'm talking to. They talk to their teachers every day. They're trying to tell them the certain ways they're supposed to be, certain ways they're supposed to think. 
And it's no longer, you don't protect the younger generations. You don't protect your children. That's not what's important. It's, it's, the, it's the dollar. And something like that, where you're supposed to have a little bit of modesty out there, modesty's dead. OnlyFans has killed it. So, and these kids are completely, completely brainwashed with it. They're, they're, they don't think OnlyFans is a problem. They don't think OnlyFans is something to deal with. They think it's something that they're going to be dealing with for the rest of their lives. So, uh, Yeah, and then on the other side of the argument, uh, the fact that people would refer to MAGA, Trump, as being far right, literally have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, I would say that Trump supporters are really just those who are completely fed up uh, with our country is being run and how it was being run prior to Trump getting into office. Nothing about MAGA is far right. Uh, and it's just crazy how people, we're talking about being brainwashed, have been brainwashed by liberals into believing that the idea of making America great again is something that stands for far right. I mean, how delusional are people these days? It's crazy that people would rather pimp out their daughters than like vote Republican. Like you'd rather, if that's something you'd rather have, you'd rather have a pimped out daughter on the internet showing everything that you, that no one's supposed to see except, you know, her significant other, instead of having a person wearing a red hat walking around voting for Trump. Like that's to me is kind of, that's insane, but that also shows how divided and crazy we are. Like we have people these days are so polarized, especially younger people, because that's all they see. And that's what we're looking at in the future, because these are all voters. These people are all over 18. So get ready. Okay, so you do these interviews, these man on the street interviews on a regular basis. What type of reaction do you get from people when you approach them on the street and ask them questions like this? Do you get a lot of heat? Do you ever get threatened? What are you facing? Well, I'm sweet, Charlie. So when they come talk to me, it's like, hey, how you doing? Are you having a nice day? But do you want right. an OnlyFans daughter? You know, like you just gotta, you gotta come in soft. And they don't think of that as like a crazy thing. To them, an, only, an OnlyFans, like again, is like, that's women's right. Like that's the right of women to make money. That's the right of women to empower themselves. Like that's, that's their idea. So when you ask them these crazy questions, like would you date a transgender? That's another video we did. We come in and you think that they're gonna be like aghast or they're gonna be like, I can't believe you'd ask me something like that. Or that's even that's offensive. But a lot of the time people are just going straight in and saying, they'll just answer the question immediately because they don't want to be offensive. So they're trying their best not to be offensive. And that's what makes the video, that's what makes the video. And you see these people, especially younger mm -hmm. people, their brains will just go on whatever was taught to them in school. So they, they're completely loaded on that and they don't think about the question I'm asking them. Because a lot of the times I'm trying to get them to have a real answer and a lot of the times they're not supplying it. So catch the full clip of his latest Man on the Street interview on Man versus Street YouTube. Um, that's where you can catch the entire thing in its fully unedited fashion. Um, okay, let's move on to a different topic, JW. Uh, this was a really funny one. Uh, Senator Mullen had challenged Teamster leader to fight during a committee hearing. Uh, as we just saw, it took place earlier this week. Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma, he stood up. He nearly accepted a fight challenge from Teamster leader Sean O'Brien only to have Bernie Sanders, of all people, a gangster, right, uh, intervene before the raging bull Mullen jumped over the table. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw that these grown men on the Senate floor were about to literally go at it? Like this guy was standing up, you know, rolling up his sleeves. He, he was ready to go. These guys have reached a whole new level of tension. Yeah, he got me hot, honestly. Like what, it just reminded me of the, he's a, you can tell Mark Wayne Mullen's Southern boy, he's not gonna take it. The guy said he was gonna come fight him next time I saw him and Mark Wayne was ready. 
And I wouldn't fight him either. Mark Wayne Mullins is 3-0 in MMA. So he has one knockout and two submissions. Like he knows how to he knows how to handle. And I think that probably offended him a little bit when the guy challenged him via Twitter. Because of course somebody's gonna be a Twitter warrior and challenge a US senator. That's not the first time this has happened. It's the first time though that you've had a senator actually stand up and accept that challenge. So I was really impressed. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say that you know we should have fights on the, the the hearing floor, though I think that would probably resolve a lot of arguments a lot faster. And also, I think it's kind of funny that you called Bernie a gangster because I might be the oldest gangster <laughs> I've ever seen. But I loved how he was like sit, told him to sit down. And Mark Way, it was like Mark Way was a bad kid in class. It's like he they, he sat down. But one of these days, maybe everybody gets one. We talked about this before. Uh, the the guys in bars still talk about it. you get one you get one fan fight per year if you're an NBA player because you get heckled the whole time. I think a senator should get at least one fight per year from a Twitter troll so they can go out there and work this guy at least once, and then they can save it up for the next one. You know, and then that, that might mitigate how many people are going to go out there and challenge uh, sitting senators and sitting congressmen to altercations. It might make it a little more civil on there, too. Uh, well, talking about old gangsters, I just want to let it be known. I'm Sicilian, all right? We've got a lot of old gangsters in my bloodline, so I'm not gonna, they're I'm out not there. They exist. <laughs> we just didn't know Bernie Sanders was one of them. Um, okay, one more question. Kim Kardashian, as you probably have been hearing and seeing. Uh, she's on the cover of GQ for this month's Man of the Year edition. She's not Man of the Year. She's called Tycoon of the Year. Uh, do you have any issue with her being on the cover? And this is for what, Man of the Year? She's supposed to be Man of uh, the Year? They changed it she, to Tycoon of the Year? She, she's Tycoon of the Year because of her partnership, her Skims partnership with the NBA, which is her first segue into the men's fashion world. Uh, she was named the ty uh, Tycoon of the Year, so that's why she was on the magazine. Do you have any issue with that? She's definitely something of the year, but uh, I, all I'll say is with this, like we actually had someone in the video that I did, we just recently referenced, that said that they could are, if your daughter does an OnlyFans, she could be Kim Kardashian. So that's the role model people are seeing. It's like, let's go get naked one time and you're going to make a lot of money. And like that's, and I understand like in, a, in the economy like this, where nobody's making money and you're looking for the easy way out, I guess that is an option in the back of your mind. But for this person to be a role model for people and for people to want to go out there and be like, I'm going to go get naked because I want to be like Kim Kardashian. I think that's something we should be fighting against. I think that's something we should get off of there. There's got to be a better person, even a better woman to put on that thing. Like that's but that's again, we're not we're not dealing with, you know, the, no, the normal, normal people. We're dealing with the people that run GQ mm -hmm. aren't everyday Americans. They don't care about everyday Americans. They just care about making money and they care about prolif proliferating stuff like this, which is just like the uh, decaying the moral fiber of America. Absolutely. I'm with you on that one. Well, JW, thank you for so, thank you so much. And as a reminder to everyone out there, you can catch his full uh, newest man on the street interview on the man versus street YouTube page. So JW, thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for having me, Charlie. I'll kick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. 
and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. How weird, right? People would rather have their daughter naked on the internet than have a son that supports Donald Trump. Mind-blowing. Something I will never know nothing about, anything about. And can guarantee my husband, future husband, will never fall in line with these crazy idiots that he spoke to on the street. Anyways, uh, let's talk some football to wrap up today's show. Uh, But more so the superstitions that come along with football. Uh, Because we have just now found out what may be the secret to Patrick Mahomes' success on the field. His underwear. Yes, apparently Mahomes has been wearing the same pair of red boxers that his wife Brittany gifted him years ago when he started his NFL career, and he's been wearing them for every single game since. He said, quote, as long as I'm winning football games, I'm going to keep the superstition going. Now, when asked about washing these very important undies, Mahomes said he does wash them. Unless, listen to this, he is on a hot streak, which... Struck me funny because how often are the Chiefs not on a hot streak, right? Uh, Though I may or may not have an inside source that told me that the Chiefs purposely threw their game against the Denver Broncos a couple of weeks ago just so Mahomes could wash his underwear. I'm obviously joking. Uh, But this sounds like a biohazard if you ask me. Uh, No wonder he's playing the best football of his career this season as far as avoiding sacks and running the ball goes because coincidence? I think not. There is a reason that he is avoiding sacks so efficiently. It's because he's absolutely repelling the defense, probably by the way that he smells, right? If you're on a hot streak, doing all that running, not washing your underwear, you're probably not smelling too hot. That's just my opinion. It's actually a really good strategy. And I don't know if it's so much a superstition, but a strategy. Obviously, guys, I'm I'm kidding with all of this. I'm totally on board with all the superstitions that athletes might have, because I myself, as an athlete, also had some superstitions back in the day. Uh, I was a volleyball player for all of my high school career. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't get to go any further because I'm only 5'2". I should have picked a sport that was more geared towards smaller people, uh, though I am very fast and I'm very aggressive. And I like to think that I was uh, definitely a very vital, integral part of my volleyball team. Uh, I was the libero. I was playing defense. Anyways, I did also serve the ball. So I had a strategy, or a superstition rather, when I would serve the ball, like you've probably seen the volleyball players, they'll like kind of hit the ball to the ground, like almost like a dribble of, of sorts. I would make sure to only do it a set number of times. I can't actually remember what my number was, but I, every single time I'd serve, I would dribble the volleyball like a couple of times, and it was a certain number. That was my superstition. I also always wore the same socks. Uh, they were the socks, you know, like the long ones that would go under your knee pads and they would have the stripe up the side. Uh, I had the same pair that I would always wear for game days. Uh, Did my team win all the time? No. Did I still hang on to these superstitions? Yeah. Uh, But anyways, yeah, just to make it very clear, I was not the Patrick Mahomes 
ever in my athletic career, uh, on my volleyball team, even at that rate. Uh, but anyways, whatever, it's fine, right? Uh, I'm, I'm here with you now, right? If my volleyball career would have went as well as I wanted it to be, I might not be sitting here right now. I would be traveling the world playing volleyball in my striped socks, dribbling the ball a set number of times. That's where I would be. Uh, so superstitions exist. Some of them work, some of them don't. Uh, but to Patrick Mahomes, I just, I just ask you, please wash your underwear. I don't care if you're on a hot streak. That's disgusting. And um, I don't think anyone in your locker room should be subjected to such smells. Uh, okay, guys, that's all the time we have for Outkick the Morning today. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure you're subscribing to the show, signing up for alerts, liking, commenting, following me on social media at Charlie on TV. And with that, the show is over, and I will see all of you bright and early tomorrow.